Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Three Levels Podcast, where we dive deep into fascinating topics together in three levels of depth and perspectives. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's dear to my heart for a really, really long time, and that is hydrogen. We'll have more episode on this hydrogen economy topic, but we'll be focusing on hydrogen production pathways today. What I really love about hydrogen is that it serves as an energy carrier. It acts like a universal connectors that bridge different energy systems and applications. Hydrogen can be produced by many many pathways: water splitting, which is electrolysis, biomass, which U.S. has abundant biomass resources. It can also be produced by fossil energies and combined with carbon capture technology to reduce the emission impact. And once we have the hydrogen, it can be used across multiple sectors, provides additional options for energy storage, utilization, complementing traditional electricity-based system, and enabling energy solutions in areas where electrification may be challenging. And then the biggest example is the transportation sector. Hydrogen can power fuel cell electric vehicles, providing zero emission transportation with longer ranges and faster refueling time. Compared to a battery electric vehicles, it also holds potential for heavy duty vehicles, buses, trains, and even ships and airplanes, contributing to the decarbonization effort in the transportation sector, which again is one of the hardest sector to decarbonize. Hydrogen can also be used in the energy storage field. Hydrogen enables energy storage for excess electricity from intermittent renewable resources. For example. If you're in a solar abundant regions in the middle of the day, you have more solar resources than the grid can take. Hydrogen can step in using that electricity to split water to produce hydrogen, and it can be stored and later used to generate electricity, especially during periods of low renewable energy availability, for example, at night, contributing to the grid stability and balancing energy supply and demand. Hydrogen can also be used in the industrial processes. Hydrogen can replace fossil fuels in various industrial processes, such as steel, cement production, refining, and chemical manufacturing. By using hydrogen in these sectors, greenhouse gas emissions can be significantly reduced. Like we mentioned, hydrogen can also used in gas turbines and fuel cells to generate electricity, providing a clean and dispatchable energy sources to complement renewable energy system. And what's cool about hydrogen is that it can be stored in a really long time. Unlike batteries, hydrogen can be stored for months, if not years. So, for example, if we have additional hydrogen in the spring, we can wait until summer or winter to use it. And speaking of seasons, hydrogen can be used in heating and cooling system too. It can be utilized in fuel cell for combined and heat power applications, what we call CHP applications, and providing an efficient and low emission solutions for heating and cooling the buildings. Also, hydrogen can be distributed through pipes similar to natural gas, allowing for widespread delivery and utilizations in various regions. Also, because of the versatility of hydrogens, it can be used in remote and off-grid areas. In regions with limited access to conventional energy infrastructures, hydrogen can provide an energy solution through decentralized production and off-grid applications. We'll talk about it today. 
All right, level one: hydrogen production through water electrolysis. Electrolysis is a promising hydrogen production pathways that involves splitting water into hydrogen and oxygen using electricity. Several electrolysis technologies are emerging. First and foremost, we have the PEM electrolyzer, the polymer electrolyte membrane, utilizing a solid specialty plastic materials as electrolyte. PEM electrolyzers allows hydrogen ions, the protons, pass through while blocking electrons. PEM electrolyzers are efficient, compact, and operate at relatively low temperatures. For right now, for a capital cost, we're looking at approximately five hundred to fifteen hundred per kilowatts, which make hydrogen produced from PEM system around three dollars to seven dollars per kilogram. If the electrolyzer is connected with a renewable production infrastructures, for example, solar, wind, offshore wind, onshore wind, hydro, geothermal energies, or even nuclear. Using the zero to low emission electricity to split water, the hydrogen produced by this pathway will have relatively low emission impact too. Next, we have alkaline electrolyzer. These electrolyzer use a liquid alkaline solution such as sodium or potassium hydroxide as electrolyte. They have been commercially available for years. And are being further developed using solid alkaline exchange membranes in lab scale applications. For capex cost for these systems, we're approximately looking at four hundred to eight hundred dollars per kilowatts. And then the hydrogen cost coming out of this system is around approximately three to six dollars per kilograms. The emission impact we're looking at low greenhouse gas emissions if it's powered by renewable energy sources, similar to the PEM electrolyzers. Next in the line, we have solid oxide electrolyzers (SOEs). SOE utilize solid ceramic materials as the electrolyte, putting negatively charged oxygen ions at elevated temperatures. This technology allows for heat utilizations and reduce electrical energy consumption, offering potential for efficient larger scale hydrogen productions. The capital cost for the systems we're looking at approximately fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred per kilowatts, and the hydrogen coming out of these systems are around two to five dollars per kilograms. The emission impact for solid oxide systems are similar. If powered by renewable energy sources, we're getting clean hydrogen out of it, which has low greenhouse emission impact. And just to compare commercial readiness level. PEM electrolyzer have relatively high CRL level and are being deployed in various small and bigger scale applications, such as fuel cell PEM vehicles and renewable energy storage systems, which directly connect a renewable resources with a PEM electrolyzer. Alkaline electrolyzer has relatively high commercial readiness level as well because it has been commercially available for years and are continuously being improved with newer technologies. Solid oxide electrolyzer has a mid to high commercial readiness level. Advanced lab scales SOEs are showing promises, and there are companies actively putting out deployment of SOE system in the real world too. Level two: Hydrogen produced by biomass. Biomass represents a renewable organic resources with multiple hydrogen production pathways. First, we have gasification. 
Biomass gasification involves converting organic materials at high temperature, larger than 700 Celsius, with controlled oxygen and steam into syngas, containing hydrogen, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, and other components. And the system went through a water gas shift reactions, which converts carbon monoxide to hydrogen and carbon dioxide. The capex for such a system is around $500 to $1,000 per kilowatt, and hydrogen coming out of such system is around $2 to $6 per kilogram. Emission impact is moderately low to moderate, depending on the feedstock and gasification efficiencies. Next, we have pyrolysis. Pyrolysis involves heating biomass at high temperature without oxygen, producing bio-oils and other hydrocarbon compounds. These hydrocompounds can be reinformed with the catalyst to yield a clean syngas, including hydrogen, carbon monoxide, and carbon dioxide. And the system went through a water gas shift reaction again to produce hydrogen. A different way that use biomass and heat to produce hydrogen is bio-derived liquid reforming. So we have liquids derived from biomass, such as ethanol or bio-oils, can be reformed to produce hydrogen through processes similar to natural gas reforming, which we'll talk about it very soon, offering an easier transportation compared to solid biomass feedstocks. And that's three ways to use heat and biomass to produce hydrogen. We'll also have a biological processes, which we use microbio-biomass conversion processes, such as utilizing microorganisms to consume and digest biomass, releasing hydrogen as a byproduct. Fermentation-based systems, including dark fermentation and direct hydrogen fermentation, leverage microorganisms like bacteria to break down organic matter and produce hydrogen. The capex for such systems varies significantly based on specific biological processes, microorganisms, and scale of deployment. And the hydrogen cost coming out of such system is around $5 to $10 per kilogram. Next, we have biomass electrolysis. Similar to water electrolysis, we use electricity and biomass to produce hydrogen. And instead of generating oxygens, the biomass is oxidized in the system while producing hydrogen. The capac for such system is similar. It varies depends on specific combinations of technologies and scale. In terms of commercial readiness level for biomass pathways, for all thermal-related pathways, gasification, pyrolysis, bio-derived liquid fuel reforming, we're looking at commercial readiness level from mid, mid to high. But for biological processes, bioelectrolysis, we're looking at the commercial readiness level low to mid because they're still in relatively earlier stages of development with more research needed for commercial availability and scale up. Level 3. Fossil fuels with carbon capture technologies to produce hydrogen. Fossil-based hydrogen production with carbon capture and storage, CCS, involves two primary pathways. First, we have natural gas with CCS, which is steam methane reforming or partial oxidation converts natural gas, which is methane, into syngas, a mixture of hydrogen and carbon monoxide. 
Carbon dioxide is captured and stored during this process to prevent its release into the atmosphere. The water gas shift reaction converts carbon monoxide to additional hydrogen and carbon dioxide, providing a higher purity hydrogen. Hydrogen produced from natural gas is one of the most used way to produce hydrogen nowadays. So the capex system we're looking at around $800 to $1,500 per kilowatt to build such a system. And hydrogen coming out of such system is around $1 to $3 per kilograms. The emission impact for such system depends on the CCS implementation and technology. Next, we have coal gasification with CCS. Coal gasification reacts coal with steam or oxygens to produce syngas containing hydrogen, carbon monoxide, and carbon dioxide. The syngas is processed to remove impurities, including carbon dioxide. The resulting hydrogen can be utilized while captured CO2 is stored or utilized in other industrial processes. It's pretty expensive to build such systems around $1,500 to $3,000 per kilowatt. And the hydrogen cost coming out of such system is around $2 to $5 per kilograms. All right, so today we went over the three major pathways to produce clean hydrogen, which is first, water splitting using zero emission or low emission renewable energy resources. Next, we have biomass, and that includes using heat or microorganisms or electrolysis to produce hydrogen. We can also use fossil energies combined with carbon capture technologies to produce hydrogen too. That's it for today. Until next time, bye!